together as one. I'm Margaret Wallace Duffy, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Claire Gavin and Mr. Todd Miller. Hello, How are Claire. you guys? Doing Amazing. fantastic. Doing fantastic. I love that. I love that. Well, talking about fantastic, you know, we have a fantastic guest today. Um, and we're going to share a story that all of you are going to want to listen to. We are living in a global pandemic, and I know you've heard a lot about COVID, but here at Better Together as One, we have a story to tell about someone who has survived COVID and is still living with it. But we're also going to tell some of the real realities that this poor woman has had to face, the bullying. Can you imagine being bullied in the media because you simply are a nurse and ended up getting COVID? We believe in being better together as one and having compassion for one another. So it is with great pleasure and honor to introduce our guest today, Tracy Schofield, registered practical nurse. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, we're so excited to have you, Tracy. And, uh, you know, like Margaret said, there's lots of layers to this story, which is exciting. And we'll sort of go through it throughout the show. But let's sort of start at the beginning. Um, you know, what I know a little bit about you from us just sort of talking off camera is, is that you chose to become a nurse sort of a little bit later in life, which is such a, you know, it's a brave thing to do and it's not easy to become a nurse. So sort of just, you know, tell our viewers a little bit about your journey as to, you know, becoming a nurse later in life. And then shortly into that, you know, really you started working, I guess, for long-term care and then, then COVID hit, you know, and, and sort of just walk us through that journey and how that was for you. Uh, yeah, at 46, I decided to go and uh, go to Sheridan College Amazing. in Brampton and become a nurse. Uh, I was bored with what I was doing, needed change and needed something, you know, I wanted to deal, like work with people. I enjoy working with people. And uh, yeah, so I did that and graduated in 2018 and started working right away. I worked in worked in retirement, long-term care for actual homes themselves. And then I got on with an agency. I do work for a couple agencies and um, I move homes. So I go from different homes. And in saying that, that's exactly what I did. That weekend before I got COVID to the day I got COVID, I had been in different homes. They've stopped that since. Um, I enjoy what I do, obviously. Uh, it was you know, so early in my career to get this, obviously, but I'm still, back then when I did, did actually uh, get COVID, we didn't wear PPE. So there was no mask. They told us we didn't need masks, um, you know, no, nothing like that. So I didn't have it on. I mean, if I had it on, would it change? Who knows? You know, I'll never know that. But yeah, back then we were told not to wear them. So I didn't. Um, yeah. And, and other than that, I'm, I'm, very happy with my career change, obviously, no matter what, even though I got COVID, I still am very happy just seeing residents face, you know, somebody that smiles during the day. You know, I, I, I'm the type of person and anybody would say this, that, you know, I don't just put meds in someone's mouth. I talk to them, whether they're going to respond, whether they can respond, doesn't matter. I'm still going to, you know, say nice shirt or, you know, I love that, or I love this because I know it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it means a lot to that person. Mm -hmm. So that's who I am. And, and I enjoy that. And, you know, I've been missing it. I've been really missing it for the last, you know, we're on 80 some odd days since March 30th when I last worked my very last day of work is that day. And yeah, so that's basically, uh, you know, I'm, I still, I want to get back out there, but I just know I need to take my time to get back out there because I'm still not quite there yet. 
so, so you Tracy, were dying. Oh, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. So, so excited. Yeah, I know. So Tracy, <laughs> tell us about the day or just the day before you got diagnosed with COVID. You, you worked two shifts on the weekend and yep. to look at you, you're a beautiful, strong, healthy looking woman. Yeah, I think there's a perception. It's only the vulnerable. Tell us, tell us how, how you found out the news and then how you felt afterwards. Um, before I got COVID, before, like when COVID was just starting out, I'd always watch for the cases you heard about. I'd always listen to, you know, see, did they have an underlying condition? You know, is that what happened to them? Because it's scary. I mean, I'm right there with, you know, out in the, the um, public doing this. And I thought, you know, I, I'll keep track of that. And I would always hear underlying conditions, underlying conditions, you know? And so honestly, if I was going to get it, I thought, you know, I don't have any underlying conditions. It's not going to be that bad. You know, I'll be okay. And I never imagined it. I worked Saturday and Sunday. I was on shift for 16 straight days. I wasn't there yet, obviously. I think I was on day five when I got sick. But 16 days straight, I was going to be working for with then two days off and then another 12. So I knew it was, you know, it was getting crazy out there. They needed as much help as they could get. And I offered. Um, you know, I didn't do much good for anybody, but anyways, I tried. And uh, yeah, so basically I, that weekend was perfectly fine. I went to work like anybody would go to work. Um, you know, everything was good. Even the Monday morning, I woke up, got ready to go to work. I drove to London. I left my house, you know, quarter to five in the morning for a six o'clock shift. Everything was normal for me. Not, you know, and that's the scary part is, you know, I would have, probably had COVID at that point, just not symptoms yet. You know, it was coming on and, you know, I was probably contagious. I could have easily spread it. I didn't wear a mask when I was at work that day either. So here now I've not had a mask on going to another home. And I'll tell you when the symptoms started that night, um, even once I'd been to the hospital, I loaded on my phone the news for London because I just, I needed to know. I needed to know how I have spread it to that home because that was my worst fear during all of that. That's the only thing I, you know, and it's sad to say, but that's what I was worried about the most out of anything at that point, because yeah, I might be able to fight it and beat it, but a lot of them wouldn't have been able to. So, yeah. Can you briefly tell us about some of your symptoms? So did you get a fever? How did it, what did it feel like to have COVID-19? Oh, uh, I can tell you this, it's not like a flu, like people say, 24 hour, 48 hour flu. Um, for some, maybe, but not for me. Uh, my temperature got up to 40.1 some days. I couldn't lift my head off the pillow. Um, I had a pain in my head, like a headache. I don't get migraines either, so I don't know what they feel like, but this might have been it. But my head, I couldn't have lights on, I couldn't watch TV, I couldn't look at my phone. I had a hard time with that. Um, staying away from ibuprofen um, back then that's what they were saying so I took Tylenol only and you know I always have a better effect with ibuprofen but I took Tylenol and uh, yeah then I lost the weirdest thing was the um, losing my taste and smell I did never thought in a million years that would happen to me um, I like they were talking about it but I just didn't think you know I thought maybe people imagined it I had a Vic, uh, bottle of Vicks vapor rub and I took it out thinking, well, maybe this will help me, you know, with some of my coughing and, and congestion. And I couldn't smell it. 
like I stuck my nose in that bottle and there was no smell. I had my 17 year old smell it. And I said, what is this? You know, what's wrong here? What does it smell like? He's like, mom, it's Vicks VapoRub. What do you think it smells like? Right? Yeah. I had, you know, no, no smell, uh, salt and vinegar chips. I had a craving for French fries and none of us could leave the house. We were all quarantined here. So, um, we had salt and vinegar chips. So I thought, well, I'll try them. Yeah, I thought it was a bad bag. I said that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was so craving it. And you're tastes like nothing, absolutely nothing. So yeah, it was weird, but I could taste sweet stuff. I could taste Gatorade. Like I kept drinking Gatorade to keep me because I wasn't eating much. And um, yeah, I lost 10 pounds that first week. And I had, uh, I ended up with diarrhea, which is weird. Because um, I know a lot of people don't get that. I ended up with that for three days. Um, I had the sweating. I would wake up, my bed would be soaked. I would be soaked. My hair, everything was soaking wet. Not just a little wet, soaked. Uh, what else did I have? Um, sore throat. I had a really bad sore throat. The cough. The cough lasted longer than most of, you know, I was coughing up stuff that honestly, if you think of the slime you used to buy, and this is awful to say, oh. but the slime you used to buy, it, it literally almost choked me once. I had to get it out and get it out however I could. And it came out and I actually took a picture of it and showed my son and, you know, the whole bit, because it was just unbelievable that this stuff had come out of me and yet never hit my lungs. So, you know, they've Thank done some x-rays and it never hit my lungs, but the breathing was a problem for me for two days and then that was okay again. Um, it was more the headaches and all the other stuff. So uh, getting out of bed, couldn't do that. They, you know, everybody said, get up, move around, you know, sleep on your stomach. I tried that for a few days, um, get up, walk around. I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom half the time. You know, the bathroom is in my room. Like there's, you know, the door's right there, but I'd have to Just hold to on. Sometimes I would crawl, I would go down the stairs on my bum when I first finally left my room, which wasn't for two weeks. I, I didn't, couldn't even walk down the stairs. I'd sit on my bum with a mask and gloves on and go down my stairs, so yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, Tracy, your story is impactful and we've got so much more to cover. Can you imagine being bullied with COVID? Stay tuned, because after the break, we're gonna dive deeper. We're gonna talk about the media that Tracy has done. And we're gonna talk about how we need to have more compassion. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Better Together as One. And joining us today is uh, uh, nurse Tracy Schofield. So Tracy, um, I think one of the things that we like to do with this show is provide everyone real solid knowledge about what's going on in the world. And you are helping us understand that this is, this is no fakery. This is a real thing that is impacting people and healthy people in, in unimaginable ways. And part of this is um, now you've had all of these media outlets uh, reaching out to uh, help you tell your story, but inform other people that this is a real, uh, a real issue. And while that is fantastic, I understand that it is coming with a little bit of darkness and a little bit of, um, you know, not great behavior from people reaching out on social media. Can you talk to that for a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, I never imagined. I mean, I'm not, you know, one that's in the news all the time. So I had no idea that these people were out there. Um, but 
I, uh, I've done a lot. I started with just doing the local newspaper here in Cambridge. Um, I had I've been asked by the reporter if I would tell my story because he saw it on my Facebook. A few friends had shared it. And uh, that's how I was keeping everybody up to date, was just on Facebook. And um, he did the story. In, in turn from that, uh, 570 News, uh, the Mike Farwell show, contacted me and asked if I would do it. And I did. CTV asked me if I would do it. And I said I wasn't sure because I was worried I was going to cry on TV. And I like I might do now. But um, that's the hardest thing for me. <laughs> Um, is the crying, but uh, my friends laugh at me. They joke around. I mean, I know they're not serious, but they joke around about it and, you know, make fun of me and stuff. But um, I did that. And then somehow, I have no idea how, um, I've never been paid for any of this, like people think. You know, I ended up on Fox News and New York Post and uh, Daily Mail in UK. The story went to China. My girlfriend translated it. It was a different story. You know, it had different things in it that I had ever been said. And I contacted, like I sent a message to that person who wrote it and said, you know, what is this? And they never responded. Um, I was in Saudi Arabia, Russia, uh, Nigeria. I've been all over the place. People have contacted me through Facebook. And, um, you know, most people are encouraging about all of it, you know, like telling me, you know, it's good, you're going to get there, you know, stay positive, things like that, which stay positive was the worst thing I wanted to hear because that's all I kept doing this whole time was being positive and not negative. And I just wanted those negatives, right? So, um, but yeah, people said horrible things, uh, things that didn't have anything to do with COVID. Um, you know, I look like the type of person that would be this and that and, you know, things I can't even say, you know, <laughs> and I would never want to say, you know, it just like things against me, like for some reason I asked for COVID, um, you know, that I stood in a line and, you know, here's the lineup for who wants COVID, you know, and none of that happened. I didn't wear, you know, the mask. That was it, which I was told not to. But yeah, I mean, just nasty, nasty things. And I don't watch, I don't, watch it afterwards i see my story once and that's it i never watch it again because i don't want to i'm just going to get upset about it so um you know some of my friends have blasted some people about it you know they they sign on or they blast them and say you have no idea what you're talking about and that's the case that's it you know they have no idea mm -hmm. you know better together was one is all about bringing local and helping to go global because we believe as a world, we're better together as one. And I hope, Tracy, our goal today for you is to tell your story and, and, and shed some real light, like you just did, on the fact that it's not, like as if it's not hard enough to have COVID, to be a mother, to, to be you know, worried about your, your own health and your life, to only then be bullied online by complete strangers across the world. I just want to say from our team that, you know, we've been waiting to have you on this show. We wanted you to get those two negative uh, tests so that you could go back to work and we could share your inspirational story. And we just also want you to know that we're going to share this to make sure that others realize that it's not okay to not show compassion for one, for one another. I know that you uh, were on Inside Edition um, and so was Chris Como. He had COVID at the same time, you were saying? Yeah, yeah, we had it at the same time and a lot of my friends are big fans of his. So they, mm -hmm. would, uh, they would tell me what he was saying. He was in his basement, I was in my bedroom. So we were both, you know, during that <laughs> whole time, March 30th is when it started. He was out before me, um, but he said to not 
just lay there. That's what COVID wants you to do is just lay there so that it, it can attack you, you know, and, and you're not moving and not getting up and moving around. And so my girlfriends would tell me, you know, get up, get up, you know, walk. But I couldn't, you know, I, I kept saying it's easier, you know, said than done. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's what Chris Como said. And even when he was on Inside Edition, when I was on there, they put a little clip of him as well as me. And uh, he said, even now, you know, even back then, a couple of weeks ago, he was still feeling the effects going up the stairs and things like that. Like it, it's something that, you know, I am not the only one feeling this, right? At first, I thought I was imagining it. Honestly, I thought some of the symptoms were my head playing games, you know, because I'd had it for so long. And I thought I was actually going crazy at times. And no, I mean, I read stories now where people are getting the tingling in their legs that I get, you know, things like that. So, you know, it's nice to be able to, you know, the media, basically I did it when people asked me to. Number one, I wasn't doing anything else. Um, and number two, I could tell my story to people so they understood, like, I didn't understand. But before I got had COVID, I didn't understand. I didn't know, you know, that this is possible. So, you know, that was the biggest thing. And you're a nurse, which speaks volumes because you have knowledge. So um, thank you for sharing so authentically and so real. We're going to take a short break here in a second. We're going to come back and talk about what now, what next, and hopefully where you're going with, with this as you heal from COVID. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back everybody to Better Together as One. Uh, Tracy Schofield, our lovely nurse, we were just talking about uh, her recovery through COVID and her journey. Tracy, 76 days with COVID and you have finally, after how many tests? 14. 14 tests, 14, yeah. you finally have received two negatives. So. Just talk to us really briefly now. I know that um, you had, I think, one negative along that journey and sort of now 76 days later, you're now clear. And what, what, what does the next chapter look like for you? Um, yeah, I had the number eight that was negative and then nine, 10, 11, and 12 were all positive and then 13, 14 were negative. So uh, the next steps are more, I've had some issues going through this, um, discoloration in my legs. My legs will turn purple and things like that. Um, tingling in my legs, best described uh, as when you're out in the sun all day, the, the feeling you get when your body's cooling, I get that randomly. And then uh, I have to go for an MRI. So that'll be the next step. I do that on Sunday. I've had CAT scans. I've had two chest x-rays, uh, building up my energy again, just by going for walks right now. Uh, nothing more than that. I won't be playing baseball this year. And uh, yeah, basically just getting back to work is my big thing too. I want to get back to work, but my biggest mm -hmm. problem right now is when I wear the mask just to go to the store, I have a real problem with breathing while I'm wearing it. So I've got to wear a mask all day while I'm working. That's just the way it is now. And I somehow have to be able to do that. So I've been putting my mask on at home, just wearing it for, you know, some period of time walking around and things just to kind of build it up. But I think with my breathing and my shortness of breath, when all that starts to come together, then I think I'll, I'll be okay with uh, wearing the mask all day. Amazing. So Tracy, wow. can you tell us sort of what you're doing? We're all about empowering people with knowledge. So tell us what your day looks like and how are you helping yourself heal? 
with COVID in terms of exercise and nutrition and even mindset? What are you doing to help in your recovery? Um, with, well, with the walking, I go usually in the morning, especially on hot days, because with the weather of, I don't know, three weeks ago or something, I tried to go out when it was humid and I couldn't, like, I literally couldn't do it. I went down the street, turned around and came back. I was that bad. Um, I try and eat well. I was doing boot camp before this all started. I was in a boot camp and I'm still, they send videos every day. I hadn't tried until the other day and I thought, oh, we're going to try this, you know, because that's the type again, who I am. Let's push myself to do it. And instead of just doing a little bit, I tried to do more than half of it. And yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out for me. Um, I had to sit down. My heart races, my pulse goes to 120 sometimes up and down. My blood pressure's all over the place. So I just have to do it slowly, but I am working at all that again, just eating and drinking, you know, I eat fruit, vegetables. And so many people have messaged me different things, you know, suggestions, you know, from other countries, you know, what they would do um, and things like that. But yeah, that's basically what I've been doing to get better and, you know, to try and build my strength. It's my strength and my energy, you know, things I used to be able to do, things I could lift, you know, without a problem. I, I have a hard time with it now. I really do have a hard time with it. And I'm doing things around the house I wouldn't normally do. I don't, I, I admit I'm not a big cook or baker or anything like that. And I've been doing some of that. So to keep myself busy, just like everybody else, right? You're stuck at home. People said to me, well, what do you like to do? I I like to play sports. How am I going to do that at home? You know, so, <laughs> you know, I got an adult coloring book sent to me. Someone sent me that, you know, people nice. were sending me stuff. So just to keep so me, nice. you know, kind of, it's a lot, it's a long time, 70, you know, I'm in the 80 some odd days now, but yeah, it was a long time. Definitely. So that's all I'm doing and the best I can do right now and going to see the doctor. I'll be going to see my family doctor finally too. So awesome. Hopefully, yeah. we've, we've only got a couple minutes left, but I, I just can't help but ask, what has it been like in terms of the agency and your place of work when you have COVID? Are they reaching out? How does, how does that look like in terms of their support in helping you feel comfortable returning to work, feeling safe about doing so? Um, they contact me all the time, more or less, because they have shifts for me. Like they want me to start somewhere, you know, um, a, lo a location I've been to before, you know, they want me to go on there taking a shift. And so they've been contacting me. But other than that, um, yeah, there's nothing really else that they can do as far as safety goes. Every home is different, you know, with their, but everybody's wearing PPE. Am I scared out there? I would say less now. I know that they don't confirm that I can't get it again, but I think the chances of me getting it again are very slim. So I think I would take it if I, you know, was working in a home and I didn't have COVID before, I think I would act different. I'm not going to be reckless at all. I'm going to have the PPE on and I'm going to be exactly, you know, safe, just like I have been through this whole thing. But I'm just not as worried, I think, as if I didn't have COVID at this point, right? Like some people are probably right now. And are you going only to one? Has, has it changed in terms of the policies? Are you still jumping from home to home? Or yeah. are you going to one location now? I'll go when I go back, I'll be in one location. Um, the homes, yeah, the homes, even though I'm agency, the homes have now, they require staff. It's summer vacation coming up. So even for summer vacations and things, we need to cover the staff. So they'll put me in one home and I'll stay there. I like full time day shift. And that's what they'll find me and then I'll go there. So, yeah. So important. You know, I, I think by sharing your story and sharing it so authentically, 
it's it's a time of change and it is a time where you know policies have to change mindset has to change and i think we're in a new world that will never be quite the same and and hearing your story thank you so much for for sharing it so authentically is there anything else that you you would, would like to share is there anything that you want everybody to know that no one's asked you no i think everybody's probably asked me everything <laughs> You know, um, the fact that just be safe, like just seriously, whatever everybody says out there, I know it's hard and I know everybody's struggling with it, you know, but the people that don't think it's real, it's definitely real. Don't go around thinking it's not real, licking signs or whatever you want to do to prove it's not real. You know, oh, I'm sorry, but just, oh when goodness. I see that and I say that to my kids, you know, this is, you know, this is, you're worried about what people say about me on the media. Like, let's think about what we're seeing right now. You know, <laughs> that's probably where it's coming from. So, oh, you know, goodness. don't worry about it anymore. But yeah, I just, you know, I think the biggest thing is, now that I don't have COVID, like I still hear things from people, you know, they can't go to the dentist because they had COVID, but you don't have COVID anymore. So why can't you go to the dentist now? Right? Like I, it's not in me forever. It's gone now, actually. So, you know, do I have some kind of symptoms because of it that I didn't have before COVID? I never had any of these problems before COVID and all of a sudden they're here. Um, but it doesn't mean that, you know, from now on for the rest of my life, I'm that girl with COVID, right? I, I'm now over it. I fought. Why I won, I have no idea. You know, I must have been strong enough. If it came at me now, guaranteed I wouldn't make it. I'm sure of it because, you know, I'm not as strong as I used to be. And it, it's, it's not just physically, it's mentally and emotionally. It's, it's incredible what it takes from you, honestly. Oh. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> We'd like to thank you at, uh, from Better Together as one from all of us for sharing your incredible journey. And uh, we hopefully consider this chapter closed and we look forward to the future chapters that you're going to write in your life. And hopefully we'll have you back on to, to follow you and, and uh, see where you've gone and what great things you've done. Uh, from all of us at Better Together at One and uh, Better Together as One and your TV, we thank you for watching and uh, we hopefully will see you soon. Stay well.